How's it going everyone? I hope you're all doing good. Welcome to episode 3 of Drawn to Create, the podcast where I draw and talk about anything really. But recently in the last two videos we have been talking about art related subjects. You know, I think in the last one, God, I can't remember because I record these uh, a week in advance. So I think in the last one I talked about um, improving as a self-taught artist and a lot of you found that pretty helpful. I appreciate all of the positive feedback on these new uh, new videos, this long form content and it seems to be working well with the YouTube algorithm as well because YouTube appreciates watch time and uh, you know the tutorials don't usually go past that 10 minute mark and so they maybe don't get recommended as much whereas YouTube likes to push that content that um, has a lot of watch time from viewers and uh, a lot of you enjoy listening to all of this uh, maybe you are doing some drawing and just have this on in the background or maybe you are actually just watching the entire drawing on screen and listening to me talk and uh, another reason why I enjoy doing these is because um, you know it's challenging me to produce a drawing every week and I'm really setting myself this task of trying to create a full illustration um, not not exactly a, a big illustration usually these are about the size of a half an A4 so size A5 or something like that and I usually just create a nice drawing to go along with these uh, these episodes and the stuff that I'm talking about but a lot of the time the drawing isn't actually related to the subjects that I'm discussing but the drawing is just there um, so that you can watch it and these episodes can also be in, in a video format and so some of you have asked if I'm going to be you know putting this audio stuff on Spotify or iTunes and I don't really have any um, I don't really have the intention of doing that yet. I'm just going to wait and see how this plays out and maybe if there is a, a bigger demand for it then I will do but I like the whole um, the way that these are formatted with the drawing and then me just talking over them and so yeah today what we are going to be talking about I've, I've put down some notes again as per usual but today I thought I could get into it's actually going to be quite personal this one because I thought I could talk a bit about self-doubt with your work as an artist, um, a lack of confidence with your work and you know just overall your own personal perception and relationship with the stuff that you create. A lot of the time we can be discouraged, there is a lot of great artists and great work out there and it's common to find ourselves comparing our work with others and that's not good, that's not helpful at all. It's really not healthy for um, for a beginner who is learning how to draw because they are going to be uh, looking at their own work which is in the process of developing and they are themselves in this um, whole uh, on this journey of improving and they are looking at a professional who's pretty much not necessarily at the end of their journey but they're up there. I mean, they're, they've developed their style, they've got a good um, idea of the fundamentals and they are just executing their work to a, to a standard which is impressive. And obviously, you know, you shouldn't be looking at your work um, in contrast to theirs because it's not going to be of any benefit. But we can discuss all of that stuff more in depth soon as we progress with this discussion. I just want to quickly go off on maybe a tangent and talk about something that I was thinking about the other day. Actually, it's kind of relevant to this discussion anyways. But, um, you know, I was just doing some drawing and often when I'm drawing, I find myself thinking about all of these different things. And um, I just, 
I was thinking about how an artist, you know, puts so much of their self-worth into their work. And, you know, because obviously I like to try and make some of these discussions personal, I feel like if I give a, a personal example, it sort of backs up my uh, the point that I'm trying to make. And, um, you know, personally, when I do a lot of drawing, and I've been drawing for a while now, pretty much all of my life, I can't really remember a time when I wasn't creating something. But, um, you know, it really does go back to the reason why we create something. And I think it's, a lot of it is my self-confidence, a lot of my confidence and my uh, sort of self-worth, like I said earlier, is 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 a, a product of the the work that I produce and the the overall perception of my work. You know, if it's not that I cannot take criticism, but when someone critiques your work, it's it is personal because that work is yourself and, and you put yourself into your work and it's almost like someone has personally offended you when they say something negative about your work. In a way, I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but it's kind of strange and you need to sort of almost, this is what I've realised anyways, you need to sort of separate yourself from the stuff that you produce and move on. Uh, you know, there's no real, there's no real point where you just stop and sit and um, reflect on on your work. I mean, there is, but I try not to do that as often now because if I get into that cycle of just constantly reflecting on a a drawing which I have done in the past, because as soon as you finish a drawing, then it's in the past and you can move on to the next one. But if you stay there and you reflect on it and you start to pick out the bad points, or maybe you you're a bit of a perfectionist and you see some slight stuff that's maybe off, you start to really develop this negative sort of um, attitude towards this this piece of work that you have produced and you, you put it out there to an audience and, you know, it gets a good reception, a good response, but you are sort of hung up on the, on the bad things that you have noticed about this work that are overall really minor. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, there's that saying, you are your worst critic, and there's a lot of truth in that. And I just thought I'd bring this up, because I, I don't know if any of you can relate to it, but personally, because I've never really been an outgoing person, I mean, I, I might have, I think I used to be, but then over time, you know, as I grew, grew a bit older, I started to become a little bit introverted and put myself into my own world a little bit and start you know, focusing on things that, that mattered to me and I started looking inward rather than, you know, expressing myself outwards, if that makes um, sense. And I, I used to pretty much produce a lot of artwork um, as a way for me to communicate, not only communicate, but also sort of, um, I don't want to say gain praise, but there's always a bit of that involved, you know, because it's a good feeling to be able to show someone something that you have produced and obviously get a, a positive response in return. That makes us feel good because we, we show someone our creation and if they like it, then it's validation in a sense, you know. I feel like if someone likes your work, then in a way they like you as a person, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I did used to care about other people's perception of my work as an artist a lot more than I 
do now in a way which is weird because i'm a lot more public with it now when i publish it on youtube and stuff and on instagram to a lot more followers than i used to have but i think that's maybe encouraged me to be less um sort of vulnerable to it to the criticism even though i don't really get a lot of it in comparison to uh, positive comments a lot of you you know, you enjoy the work that I produce and you usually have something nice to say about it. But every so often there's someone that just gives a little... It comes out of good faith a lot of the time, you know. They're trying to give you a bit of advice, maybe improve it here or this is what I would do. And you have to take it with... Um, you know, you have to look into it because if it's coming from an established artist, then take it into consideration and learn from it because, you know, you have to sort of it's valuable the criticism is valuable and a lot of the time it is necessary but if it's some i don't know 12 year old kid who um just wants to comment on your instagram post or something about your drawing saying this is good but i'd maybe do this but i don't think a 12 year old would say that actually a 12 year old would probably just comment something like this is shit this is dog poo or something i don't know <laughs> but maybe not a 12 year old maybe someone who's a bit older but maybe not as um developed as an artist and you know you, you sometimes uh, <laughs> i've done this before which is a bit sad really i shouldn't really be doing this but i remember obviously i don't do it as much now but i remember when um i posted a, a an image on instagram this was a few years ago and uh, someone left a comment and they said something um it wasn't bad but it was like just a bit like it wasn't it didn't have any substance to the comment like it was a pointless unnecessary comment about um i think they said something about uh the proportions of this portrait that i did when i used to do a lot of that stuff and uh, i went over onto their instagram and they had um a few drawings on there which they have done themselves and you know for lack of a better word it wasn't it wasn't the most advanced stuff on there you know, even though I was just learning, I thought that the stuff that they was produce, producing themselves didn't really validate their comments and uh, didn't really back up what they were saying because they wasn't putting their own advice to uh, to use. You know, there wasn't, um, there was talking the talk but not walking the walk in a sense. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was quite funny because, you know, it's whoever that criticism is coming from that matters because if, if it's someone who is respectable and has something valuable to say then yeah of course take it into consideration reflect on your own work and maybe try and improve on it i know that that is something that i've um learned to do recently i mean youtube is a whole different um you know game in in, in comparison to posting your work on social media like instagram and it is quite funny because a lot of the time YouTube comments, um, sometimes they're not directed to your work or the actual drawing that you have produced. It's more or less to do with the subject of the video. An example is if I, for example, if I upload an episode of this and I know that in the last one or it might have been in the previous one, sometimes you get some people asking you to upload some different type of content, maybe because I used to do a lot of um portrait stuff or i've over the time that i've been on youtube i've done a i've created a wide array of different um types of content which has its own audience in a sense you know people subscribe because of some specific content and they maybe prefer that over some other content and so 
when I upload something like this and it's not necessarily something that appeals to them, they jump on that video and they say something like, hey, do a video on, on a, how to draw an eye. I don't, I don't know, it's just an example. They want a video on how to draw an eye realistically. And, um, you know, personally, I'm kind of past all of that stuff. I, I don't, I've done that in the past a lot and I don't necessarily want to just keep doing that. I want to evolve the content and uh, do stuff that I personally enjoy because if I'm doing stuff that I enjoy, then I'll put more passion into it and then you will hopefully enjoy it more. But it's quite funny because, you know, you spend about 20 hours producing some artwork and you're really happy with it and then you put it out there and some kids just like do it <laughs> this is good but where's the realistic eye drawing <laughs> you know but um yeah it, it, it's just i don't even know what i was talking about i've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent but no i've got a funny story actually it, and it goes back to me um seeking out validation in terms of my artwork when i was younger i remember when i was in, in school, and I, I was young, I, I must have been about eight years old, I think, I was in primary school, and, um, you know, I, I've always been drawing, I enjoyed drawing, and so I was that kid, I was known as that kid who liked to draw, you always get one of them in the classroom, and I was, I was that guy, and so, um, you know, sometimes people would ask me to draw some stuff, and I, I'd draw it for them, and um, I remember sat at this table once, and there was this girl, and she was talking about my drawings and stuff, and I think she asked me if I was good at drawing, which is always an awkward question to ask someone. I mean, how do I answer that without sounding vain? Every time someone does ask me something like that, I usually just say something like, yeah, I'm alright, or something like that. Um, but anyways, yeah, she asked me, she was talking about these drawings, and um, she was basically pointing out stuff around the classroom, asking if I could draw it. So she would point towards a table and ask if I could draw it, and then I'd say, probably, and then she'd point towards a chair or something, and I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah, probably, I, I could probably draw that. And then eventually she just said, what about the entire room? And and I, I just said, uh, I looked around the room, and I just thought, I just said, yeah, I could, I could probably draw the entire room. And then um, she like sort of like sniggered to herself, it was, it was quite patronising, actually, and it kind of annoyed me. I remember it kind of, you know, annoying me a bit because it was like she was questioning whether I could actually do it. Um, and I said, yeah, I could, I could probably draw the entire room. And to me, I, I, I could because when, when I was younger, I, I would just draw what I would see, you know, and that was all that really mattered. I'd just look at something, an object, notice the contours of the object, and then just draw them and draw what I saw on paper and so that's what I did I decided not to have any dinner that day I just stayed in over lunch stayed in the classroom and I started to draw the entire room that was in front of me and it was kind of like you know the, the Korean artist Kim Jong-gi he often produces these drawings which are these wide angle scenes from his own point of view where he actually draws the sketchbook in his hands and stuff like that they're actually really cool um, obviously I'm not comparing myself to to him, eight-year-old Dan, on, on par with the master Kim Jung-gi, um, but, you know, that was kind of what I was going for, except I don't think I uh, had drawn my sketchbook on my hands, I would just draw some of the tables in the classroom and then the walls and the ceiling, 
and um, I draw it from my own point of view. And so I did this drawing and then I remember in the afternoon, the last lesson of the day, um, she was in this class, this, this girl, and so I uh, took the drawing to her and I, I said to her, you know, I have drawn the room. And she said, well, this is this is what she said. She said, no, you didn't. And I said, yeah, I did. Here's, here's the drawing. This is what I have done. And she said, you didn't do that. And I was literally like, is this girl being serious? I am hungry right now because I didn't have any food because I stayed in over dinner and did this drawing of an entire room, which was probably completely pointless. And now I've presented it to you and you say, you didn't do that, prove it. And I remember that really pissing me off because not only did I do the drawing and prove that I could do it, but she she knew that I did this drawing and she wasn't giving me the uh, you know the satisfaction of her acknowledging that I could do this drawing and, and that that annoyed me so much so that I decided that I would do it again and so this time this is the maths class last lesson of the day she was on another table I was on my own table I uh, pushed the maths book aside I got some pencils and some paper and I decided to draw that maths room the entire room again and I remember seeing her look over and notice that I was drawing, but every time I would catch her looking, she'd look away because she didn't want me to notice that she was acknowledging that I was doing this drawing again. She just didn't want to be proved wrong, I don't think, or she didn't just want to give, like, credit. I don't know, it's weird. People are weird. But anyways, I did the, uh, the, the drawing of this room again, and then obviously it was the last lesson of the day, and so the bell rang, um, school was over, and as everyone was getting up and packing their bags, I walked over to her table and I dropped the old drawing of the room on her table, and then I went and dropped the new drawing of the room on her table. And she looked at them, and I didn't even give her any time to respond, I just walked away. I just grabbed my bag, walked out the room, and uh, yeah, that was it, you know, I just left them on her table, proved her wrong and walked away. And it was fair to say that I was pretty satisfied, but... You know, I kind of forgot the reason why I was even telling you all of this, but oh yeah, I think it was to sort of tie it back into that ego as an artist, you know, eight year old me had an ego and so I would, it really sort of lit that fire for me to prove to someone that I could do something and I've always had that sort of, that kind of like characteristic of if someone says that I can't do something then it sort of makes me want to do it more, you know, and so... I encourage all of this criticism because it makes me just want to improve on that and get better at it. And that's, um, I suppose that's a good way to approach it. Just use it as fuel. Use all the negative responses and all of this stuff as, as fuel for you to improve. Because when you are learning, if you have the courage to put your work out there, especially when you are learning and you, you, you know, the drawings aren't going to be correct or amazing because you're learning and so that's part of it you're going to fail and improve and you know make mistakes and if you have the courage to put your work out there regardless just to document your journey from a to b in a sense then i praise you for that because that takes a lot of you know a lot of doing usually people like to only present their best work and it's good to know that behind all of that really good work that presentable work there is likely a load of not so good work and it's just not pushed in your face, um, as is the uh, the work that the artist wants you to see. 
Um, and obviously that makes sense because why would, if an artist is building a portfolio and they get to choose between some work that is correct and work that is successful uh, compared to some work that obviously needs improving, they're, they're obviously going to put the good work forward, which makes sense. But it's good just to realize that, that, you know, a lot of the time uh, there's a process behind everything that is created. And within that process, there was likely a lot of iterations, corrections, you know, there was mistakes that were made and then improved on. And it's good to acknowledge that. I think that that end product wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for all of that. You know, all of that is necessary. And I try and keep that in mind. It's good to know that when you look at another artist's work. I think that's why I enjoy looking at an artist's creative process and taking a look behind the scenes because you get to see them as a person and you get to see their approach and how they tackle and overcome these problems. And that's what I'm really trying to do with uh, a series like this, a podcast where I can talk about the difficulties as much as I can talk about, you know, the good things. Because because that's really just life in general. There's tragedies, there's failures, and then there's success and moments of happiness. And all of that makes you appreciate either one of them. Well, maybe not the bad stuff, but, you know, without the bad stuff, you wouldn't appreciate the good stuff. But you can sort of tie that back into drawing as well or in anything really. Um, but anyways, I've really been going off on a tangent. I've just been talking and I'm just looking at these notes which I have put down here underneath self-doubt. I have put address these thoughts and I think we can build on this a little bit. I think what I mean by this is say if you have a negative perception of your own work or maybe you are not too happy with it, then try and address the reason why you are feeling that way so in a sense you have to separate yourself from that work and again that is really important um what you create and the the overall response the outside response to your creations is not a response to you as a person and that is something that i am you know trying to well not trying to that is something that i know now and um you know, I used to take it really personal, but now it's just, it's the work, it's what I produce, it's not, it's not me as a person, you know, um, but yeah, you need to address these, these problems, and the way that I would do this is, for example, if it is something literal, like, if it is something in the work that you are not happy with, maybe you have drawn a character, or you have drawn an environment, maybe the perspective is wrong, or maybe the anatomy isn't quite right, and I mean when it comes to anatomy, I can relate to that, because when I draw from my imagination, when I try to draw characters, I, sh I struggle with that a little bit, I mean if I have a reference in front of me, or I'm drawing from an image of a, a reference image of a, a character or, or a person in a certain pose, that's fine, I can do that. But if I try to rely on my own imagination to draw people, then I, I find it quite challenging. Um, only because it's sort of like I haven't really spent as much time studying that subject as much as I have when it comes to something like perspective, and that's why I'm a lot more confident when drawing buildings and environments. But I'm trying to combine sort of all of these things every time I do an illustration so, so that I'm approaching all of these problems. But um, yeah, so if it's something literal in the work, say if you realize that something is quite off or not quite right, and you might not notice it if you are a beginner, but usually if you look at a piece of artwork, you can sense, you have a feeling that something isn't quite right. 
even though you, you might not be able to point out what it is specifically you still know that something isn't quite right but if you can realize what that is then take that into consideration and be truthful and honest with yourself and say to yourself this is what i need to improve at okay so then what you have done is you have found the source of the problem and now you can start to work out an effective way to resolve it and that's kind of like the stuff that I've, I spoke about last week in the previous episode, um, how you can actually, you know, approach these problems with strategy and efficiency. So I'd recommend checking out last week's episode if you haven't already. But um, yeah, once you realize what the problem is, then you can start to plan a way to resolve it. And if you resolve it, then hopefully you will, um, you will help uh, remove those doubts and that negative feeling you have towards your work. But do keep in mind that you will naturally always have a more critical response to your own work in comparison to others. Uh, it's quite funny because if you ever get some bad criticism from someone, I always laugh because a lot of the time if someone says something about my work, then I just think like, yeah, well, I've already thought that 10 times over and 10 times worse about my own work and about myself so anything you say I'll take into consideration but trust me I, I, I noticed that um, and when it comes to my drawing you know there's there's definitely um, errors and things that I need to work on but that's that's what it's all about you'll always have stuff to improve on but that doesn't mean that you don't even start doing anything in the first place right you have to start and then once you get going you just keep going and uh, you just take it as it comes and that's what it's all about you just got to stick with the process everything is a everything is a process and you want to try and create a process for yourself that is enjoyable and so you really have to rely on the things that you can actually control um, and what I mean by that is the amount of hours that you spend drawing and studying and working that stuff is in your control what isn't in your control is the amount of followers you have on Instagram or other people's response and opinion towards your work. You know, there's that quote, I'm not sure what the source of it is, but there's the quote which goes something like, other people's opinions are none of my business. And I like that one because you can apply it to creating artwork, but you can apply it to everything as well. I mean, you just stay in your own lane and if you like your own work and you enjoy doing something then anybody else's opinions are irrelevant because you are doing what you enjoy and so don't let anyone take that away from you um, and going back to talking about some of the stuff that you cannot control like social media followers uh, other people's opinions or maybe you don't get as many opportunities as other people around you and um, all of that stuff you cannot really control but then if you uh, sort of go all in on the stuff that you can control for instance hard work studying um, drawing a lot and repeatedly doing that then you will tweak the scale of these other things that you cannot control so if you get better at drawing from the hard work then you will naturally gain more followers and then you will have more opportunities that come up around you. Uh, other people will start to appreciate your work. And so if you put all of your energy and time into the stuff that is in your control and worry about that stuff, then all of the other stuff will naturally follow anyways. 
And I think that is a good way to approach all of this stuff. And you know, it's kind of a realization for me as well, because doing these episodes, the way that I sort of try and construct these thoughts in my head and then actually bring them out and, and speak about them, it sort of, um, it gives them more uh, validity in a sense. Like if I just think about these things, then they exist only as thoughts and it's hard for me to process them. But if I talk about them, and I, I, I put them out there. I mean, some sometimes they might not make any sense at all. It might just be nonsense, but I mean, sometimes it might have some value for you as well. And so I might as well just go ahead and, and put it out there because if it doesn't help me, then it might help someone else or vice versa. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see how these episodes will evolve in the future. You know, right now I'm, I'm talking about a lot of art related stuff but I'd also like to maybe just talk about things in general I mean I'd like to use this as a way for me to document my own process as an artist as a as a human being on this earth who's trying to find um you know find a way to create and fulfill their uh, their need to their desire to create stuff um in a, in a sense but Again, this isn't just about me. This is this is about you as well. I, I want to um, have something out there that helps people, and I want to be truthful, honest, and, and uh, genuine, um, because I think the world needs a lot more of that these days, especially on on YouTube, and especially on social media. You know, everything's so so processed, and <laughs> I, I've been talking about this word process a lot. But um, processed in a way which means pre-planned and content is packaged and presented in a way which has, I don't know, a lot of people seem to have an agenda. Um, they have to tick boxes in order to meet, you know, requirements which generate revenue or other things. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think what I'm trying to say is I just want to make some good content that comes from me and you know i don't want it to be affected by any of any of these distractions which um are you know a lot of people place importance on things like views and and, and money and all of that stuff is, is is necessary and enables me to do this but the the priority is is the content and um the response from all of you that listen and watch my videos and i appreciate you a lot if you have spent the time with me today to listen to this i hope you enjoyed it i hope i had something valuable to say um next week i don't really know what i'm going to talk about but i'll figure it out and uh it should hopefully be another good episode in the ever developing and evolving podcast drawn to create i am dan beershaw i don't really like to end stuff like this it sounds really formal like i am your host dan beershaw and thank you for listening so yeah, but anyways, take care of yourself, everyone. Uh, keep drawing, keep creating, doing whatever it is that you love to do. And I will see you in the next one.